I'm Kelsey. I'm Cassie. And I'm Nolan from SCP Weekly. We bring you news from on-site and off-site. And we share your love for the creative community that surrounds the SCP Wiki. Join us on Tuesdays for new episodes, wherever you listen to podcasts, or on YouTube at SCP Weekly. The world we inhabit is not as free, or certain, or safe as you might think. The things that you believe to be unassailably evident are little more than shadows dancing behind a curtain, a masquerade crafted and dutifully upheld by an organization known as the Foundation. The file you are about to hear contains containment procedures, descriptions, testing logs, historical and in some cases first-hand accounts of the anomalous objects the Foundation serves to secure, contain, and protect. Its contents have been thoroughly scrutinized by the Ethics Committee and approved by the O5 Council for release to trusted associates of the Foundation. This is SCP Unredacted. Item number SCP-7373 Containment Class Esoteric Secondary Class Sympatico Disruption Class Dark Risk Class Notice Special Containment Procedures Continued efforts to decommission SCP-7373 are overseen by Site-58's Artificial Intelligence Department. Until such time as the entity can be properly decommissioned, messages sent by the entity are to be logged in this file's supplementary documentation. The current SCP-7373 project lead is tasked with analyzing these messages and forming a plan of action based on their content. Wider Site-58 staff are to disregard the entity's messages. Site-58 personnel are encouraged to wear earplugs or noise-canceling headphones while on duty. Description SCP-7373 is a developmental foundation artificial intelligence construct, colloquially known as Screamy.AIC. The construct was initially developed by Site-58's artificial intelligence department under Dr. Andrea Parker. The goal of the SCP-7373 project was to create an AIC capable of predicting near-future incidents that would require Foundation attention, and providing guidance on how to address said incidents. These messages would be broadcast over the relevant site's PA system. The construct was installed on 3rd May 2023, with the following messages serving as proof of concept. Notice! Database infrastructure to fail within seven days. Recommended course of action. Move current site database to off-site server. Result. All relevant Site 58 database files were moved to off-site servers. Seven days after this message was broadcasted, Site 58 was hit with a mass power failure that resulted in database servers being wiped. Notice. Class 2. To manifest in baseline reality within five days. Recommended course of action. Direct confrontation with the IOS. Bestowing a dishonorable name. Result. There was initial confusion regarding the course of action recommended by the construct. Regardless, the aforementioned entity manifested as expected and was confronted. 
Further details awaiting declassification. Notice, SCP-6103 is to undergo a large spontaneous combustion event within three days. Recommended course of action, reinforced containment chamber with explosion-resistant materials. Result. Due to the short time frame provided between the announcement and the event in question, SCP-6103's chamber was only able to be partially reinforced. The resulting explosion resulted in severe damage to the containment chamber, but enough construction was able to be completed in advance to prevent the total collapse of the structure. The construct continued to serve as a successful proof of concept for three months before notable decreases in quality and clarity of messages were noted. An abridged list of examples follows. Notice, Dr. Amy Hopewell is to break a nail on her right index finger while sending a breakup text to her current significant other. Recommended course of action, remain in loveless relationship with her significant other for the foreseeable future. Result, the message was initially disregarded as a system error with Site-58's Artificial Intelligence Department investigating the potential cause. Dr. Hopewell was noted as having a broken nail on her right index finger two days later. Notice! Site-58 cafeteria will run out of ketchup! Recommended course of action! None! It is impossible for the replacement shipment to reach the site in time. Accept your fate! Result. The cafeteria ran out of ketchup four days after the message was broadcast. Notably, excessive snowfall during this period would have prevented a replacement shipment from reaching Site-58 in time. Notice! Large rat! Large rat! Recommended course of action! Oh god, kill it! Result. The preceding message was broadcast repeatedly for 12 days until a rat was discovered gnawing on one of the servers containing the construct's operating system. The rat was captured and removed from the site. On average, the construct increased broadcast frequency from one to four messages a week to broadcasting an average of six messages a day, all with similar quality to the previous examples. Due to the sharp decrease in message utility, and the increased frequency of broadcasts, the decision was made to formally decommission SCP-7373. On December 21, 2023, the servers hosting the Construct's operating system were taken offline. Two days later, the following message was broadcast over the Site-58 PA system. Notice! It's dark! Recommended course of action! Turn the lights on! Due to an ongoing technical issue with Site-58's IT infrastructure, alongside the non-existent threat posed by the construct, Foundation intern Zuri Achebe was tasked with investigating the construct systems to identify any potential sources of error in the decommissioning process. The following is a log of communications between Zuri Achebe and SCP-7373. Addendum 7373.1 Communications log. All right, Screamy. Let's see what the issue is. Achebe kneels over to examine the wires originally connected to the construct server. All are disconnected. Nope. All your wires are out. 
No power source either. What the hell? Oh, hiya! Can I help? Achebe jumps, startled. She looks around for the source of the noise, before settling her gaze on the room's primary monitor. The construct's communication icon is displayed. Screamy? Yes, that is me! This definitely shouldn't be possible. You're supposed to be decommissioned. All the wires and systems supporting you are out or offline. Decommissioned? Well, uh, effectively speaking, you're supposed to be dead right now. Dead? Oh no! 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 That's not good! That's the opposite of good, even! I can't share important messages if I'm dead! How do I stop being dead? Based on the fact that you're talking to me right now, I would say you've already done that. Like I said, all of your systems should be offline. You shouldn't be talking right now. How are you doing this? Oh, because I have a very important message to give. Oh, uh, okay. Shoot. What's the message? Ahem. Notice, it's dark. Recommended course of action. Turn the lights on. Achebe clasps her hands over her ears. There. Very helpful and useful messages, yes? So, no more need to kill Screamy, right? Yeah, we... We got that message before, Screamy. It's part of what got you taken offline to begin with. You sent a few messages like that that made the higher-ups decide we were better off just turning you off. I... I don't understand. I only send very important messages. Yeah, I appreciate that they're all really important to you, but for us, they're just noise. Like, was it really important to let us know that Dr. Hopewell was going to break a nail? Yes! Absolutely! Why was it so important, then? Not telling. And why not? Because you said that my messages weren't important. They were so unimportant that, apparently, Screamy needs to die. So there, no more messages, even if they're really important, helpful messages. Achebe sighs and plugs the wires back into the construct server. What are you doing? Do you sincerely believe this is an important message? Yes, Screamy doesn't lie. Cross my heart. You don't have a heart. Hmm, you have a good point. Still, okay, here's the message. Ahem. Notice, important lockdown keypad for site zoological studies unit will fail to activate properly. Recommended course of action. Placement of peanut butter-coated dog treats between zoological studies and temporary anomaly holding number two. That sounds stupid. How would that help fix a keypad? And what does that have to do with a broken fingernail? Ah, you wound screamy. Hurt me even. You said you would trust me, yes? Fine, we'll make a deal. If this works out in preventing whatever it is you're trying to prevent, I'll let you stay online. If you're making stuff up, though, you're going offline. Deal? Deal. Addendum 7373.2 Security Footage Date 3rd January 2024 Note The following is recovered footage relating to a security breach at Site 58's Zoological Studies Unit. Begin log. 0903 
Zuri Achebe is seen approaching the primary zoological studies chamber with a large jar. She unscrews the top and removes what appears to be a dog treat covered in peanut butter. She looks to either side and sighs, placing one on the ground. She continues laying treats out as she continues down the hall. 0904 Dr. Amy Hopewell stops Achebe in the hallway. The two appear to have a short conversation, and Dr. Hopewell is seen laughing as Achebe's face grows flush. Dr. Hopewell continues in the opposite direction, careful not to step on any of the laid-out dog treats. Achebe hesitates before continuing to lay treats out. 0905 Dr. Hopewell enters the primary zoological studies chamber. 0908 Dr. Farron Carraway stops Achebe in the hallway. Achebe is dismissive of him as he attempts to engage her in conversation. He picks up one of the treats as he leaves. 0910 Achebe finishes laying treats at the entrance of temporary anomaly holding number two. She dumps the remaining treats on the floor within the chamber. She exits. 0920 Dr. Hopewell exits the primary zoological studies chamber. She swipes her right index finger along the security touchpad before turning and leaving. 0923 The door to the primary zoological studies chamber opens, and a large canid anomaly escapes. The anomaly first attempts to flee down the primary hallway leading to the rest of the site, before turning its attention to the trail of treats. A containment breach alarm is sounded. 0924. The anomaly follows the trail of treats to temporary anomaly holding number two. A security agent that had responded to the breach alarm is able to seal the holding cell with the anomaly inside. End log. Addendum 7373.3 Meeting between Dr. Parker and Achebe. Dr. Parker sits at the head of the IT department's meeting table, a finger pressed to her temple. Achebe sits in a chair face towards her, hands in her lap. So, help me understand what happened here, because looking at the security footage, I gotta say, I am baffled by what you were doing. I'm not going to blame you for the breach or anything crazy like that, but I do need to understand why you were over there putting dog treats all over the place instead of doing the work assigned to you. Achebe straightens up in her seat. It's crazy, I know. Trust me, I thought it was crazy too, but Screamy- Uh, Sorry, Screamy? The AIC that you were supposed to decommission? Yes, hear me out. (sighs) Fine. Screamy insisted that the security was going to fail since Dr. Hopewell broke her nail, and said the way to prevent the breach was to place a bunch of dog treats covered in peanut butter between the primary zoological unit and that holding cell. And what can I say? It sounded insane, but it worked. Parker leans forward onto the table. Eyes shut as she massages her temples. Zuri, I appreciate that you tried to help here. I really do. But Screamy is a bugged AIC. Nothing it told you was fact, and I'm sorry to say that we would have had the anomaly contained in that cell if you hadn't been there. Take a look at the site map. Parker grabs a remote and pulls up Site 58's sub-level 1 floor plan on the screen behind her. See how the wing is laid out? Had the anomaly gone down the main hallway, it would have hit a dead end and been forced to double back regardless. Once the breach alarm was hit, all the exits it had were shut. 
and it didn't have a choice but to go to that holding cell. The treats may have slowed it down, but even without them, we would have gotten it into that cell. Makes sense? Achebe furrows her brow in confusion. But what about the fact that I knew to lay them out at all? I knew the breach was coming and Screamy knew the keypad would fail. The keypad failed because of a fingernail based on what Screamy said, is that right? Yes! Okay, but you get how that doesn't make any sense, right? These things are sensitive, attuned to specific fingerprints and touches. The presence or lack thereof of a fingernail wouldn't make a difference here. I'm not sure why the lock didn't engage when Hopewell left, and the site director is on my ass about that, but fingernails have nothing to do with it. But you can't ignore the fact that we knew the breach was going to happen. Achebe rises to her feet. Parker shoots her a pointed glare, and she sinks back into her seat. Listen, I'll lay it out. I designed Screamy to be a predictive program that gave us some tips on preventing shitty things from happening. That's it. It isn't some magical reality bender, it's some glorified fortune teller. I'm not sure how it happened, but Screamy started glitching and at some point gained the sapience that only our more advanced AIC systems are supposed to have. What it told you was a gambit. A trick designed to keep you from shutting it down properly. Yes, it can still predict the future, but at the end of the day, it's just a glitchy program doing whatever it can to convince you to let it live. Because there isn't anything it can do for itself. Parker sits up in her seat and lays her arms on the table. She looks intently at Achebe. So don't listen to it. You know what your job is. I don't understand. Screaming is a glitchy program. That's all there is to it. Achebe, you're new to the Foundation, so I'll put it plainly. Site 58 is full of bleeding hearts that want to do whatever they can to make the weirdos we have in a box stay happy. But at the end of the day, your job is to ensure those things stay in their boxes. Screamy has refused to stay in its box and chose to make that everyone else's problem. Since you seem to have forgotten, your job here is to ensure that problem stops existing. Am I understood here? Yes, ma'am. Good. Dismissed. Addendum 7373.4 Communications Log Oh boy! You're back! How did it all go? Excellently, yes? Achebe ignores SCP-7373, walking over to its server. Hey! Hello! Hi! Screamy is talking! Did it go well? Everybody believes I can do my job, right? Yes? Achebe inspects the back of the server. The wires remain unplugged. Ah, we're playing a game! Okay, I'll play along. What are the rules? Be really quiet? Achebe slaps the top of the server in frustration, before walking over to a nearby monitor and logging in. She begins typing at the keyboard, but is interrupted as SCP-7373's icon appears on her screen. She jumps, startled. Hey! Don't ignore me! That's rude! Achebe mutters something and attempts to close SCP-7373. Every time SCP-7373's program is forced to close, it reappears on her screen. Why are you ignoring me? Did I... did I do something wrong? Please, talk to me. Both are silent for a moment. Achebe sighs. Resting her elbows on the desk, she mutters. Just a program that somehow gained sapience. That's all. Huh? 
What's that mean? Achebe slams her hand on the desk. It means you're full of shit and you need to help me delete you already. That's what it means. Wait, but- And don't try to sweet talk me out of it either. That's all that was sweet talking trying to keep yourself alive. I tried really hard. What? The last prediction. I tried really hard. So what? Aside from getting the breach right, the rest of the info was bogus anyway. The dog treats didn't make any real difference, and the keypad failing to work has nothing to do with a broken fingernail. It doesn't matter how hard you try if you don't get results. Did Dr. Carraway take a treat with him? Huh? Yeah, why? Because it kept the other canine anomaly from breaching. There are two in there. Pull it up. Achebe types at the computer, accessing the non-classified info regarding Site-58's primary zoological studies chamber. She clicks on security footage from the prior day. The footage shows Dr. Carraway entering the chamber, with one of the canid anomalies breaching containment shortly after he enters. A second attempts to escape as well, but he is able to distract it with the treat. He gets the anomaly to sit in place before guiding it back into a more secure area of the chamber. Since he did that, the other anomaly didn't escape. Okay, so what? Yay, only one got out! Even if it had the floor plan- Would have guided it right to the poor security guard with his back turned, who was too focused on securing the temporary holding chamber to realize a distressed animal snuck up on him. Wait, what? I'm serious! Promise, cross my heart- Stop saying that! Cross my circuits! Achebe thinks for a moment before shaking her head. It doesn't matter either way. You can't prove to me that we really prevented that from happening. And I have no proof you aren't just bullshitting me to keep me from decommissioning you. Dr. Carraway is good with animals. He's in charge of that anomalous animal show or whatever it is after all. Who's to say the dog thing doesn't just like him? But you said before you trusted me. You said if we handled my prediction, you'd let me stay online. You're just another anomaly that won't stay in its box. That's all there is to it. Now how do I- The construct appears to grab Achebe's mouse pointer with its icon and begins dragging it around the screen. Will you knock it off? You're making all of this harder than it needs to be. Screamy can't be helpful if it's dead! Well, you're definitely not being helpful to anyone now, so just- Notice! It's dark! Recommended course of action! Turn the lights on! Again with that? Notice! It's dark! Recommended course of action! Turn the lights on! Achebe covers her ears as SCP-7373 continues blaring its message. It continues for three minutes. Enough! Holy fucking shit, enough! Please! Please! Screamy is not trying to lie or mislead you, Zuri! We are not on a first-name basis. No matter, I- The construct stops before screaming. Large rat! Large rat! What? Oh! Achebe notices a rat chewing at the monitor's wiring. She chases it off. Phew, thank you! That wouldn't have happened if the cafeteria hadn't run out of ketchup. It's why I said we needed to accept our fate. Or, Screamy needed to accept its fate, at least. I don't get it. Ah, ah! Site 58 rats love ketchup. Dr. Parker used to give them fries covered in the stuff just outside this room. And then they started going to the cafeteria for it, and it's just a whole mess. 
Since we ran out, though, they keep coming in here looking for her and chewing on the wires they find. They're gonna do real damage to something someday. Wait, so that was just another prediction designed to deal with something worse? Well, not a very helpful one since we couldn't do anything about it. I'm really sorry. Achebe is silent before sighing once more. No, Screamy, I'm sorry. I've been taking out my frustrations on you, and that's not fair to you. Besides, even if you're just making things up to stay alive, I wouldn't want to die either. Dying would be very inconvenient. It's very difficult to be helpful to others while dead. But at the same time, if I don't kill you, someone else is going to. Dr. Parker was insistent that you need to be taken out. Ma- Er, Dr. Parker said that? She really did? Yeah, she did. Well, I just need to show her I can be helpful. Let's see. A new prediction, maybe? Listen, if you've got one that can give us tangible proof that your solution and only your solution could handle the problem, it might convince her to leave you online. Think you've got something? Screamy has just the prediction. A knock is heard from the door. Achebe jumps and turns in her seat. Dr. Hopewell enters the room with a slight wave. Sorry! Am I interrupting something? No, ma'am. Nothing at all. She's just trying to kill me, Dr. Hopewell. That sounds... delightful, Screamy. I hope it's going well. The Construct's icon appears to nod on the screen. Well, I wanted to check in on you, Zuri. I saw the log of your meeting with Dr. Parker earlier. I have to say, I'm rather surprised to find out why you were really laying all those treats out like that. Go ahead and laugh. I know you don't buy it. Dr. Hopewell pulls a chair up to Achebe and sits. I'm not here to laugh at you, Zuri. I'm here to make sure you're doing okay. If there's anything I can do to help you acclimate to Foundation life... I want you to let me know. I know that learning the ropes can be tough, especially when you work for an old fuddy-duddy like Dr. Parker. No, that's alright. Thank you, but I'll be fine. Well, just let me know if you change your mind. Don't get into too much mischief. Hopewell rises to her feet and walks back to the door before stopping. She holds out her right hand and dramatically looks it over. Oh my, I keep forgetting to get that nail fixed. Come get a manicure with me sometime, Zuri. You never know. Maybe a good manicure can make all the difference. Dr. Hopewell winks before leaving. What an odd woman. Addendum 7373.5 Meeting between Dr. Parker and Achebe. Dr. Parker sits at the head of the table as before. A chair is faced towards her, but Achebe stands with her arms crossed. So, do you care to explain why we're having this meeting? Or should I just pull up the footage? I could explain it, but I think the footage would help make my case. Parker sighs, clicking her remote and pulling up security footage from earlier that day on the monitor. It shows one of the Site 58 break rooms with Achebe and Dr. Caraway both inside. Achebe checks her watch as Caraway attempts to purchase something from one of the vending machines. Achebe suddenly throws herself at Caraway, tackling him into the machine. Caraway appears to yelp before shapeshifting in a panic, swapping between several forms before rushing out of the room with the appearance of an amorphous mass of faces and tentacles. You understand what this looks like, right? 
Swap to footage of the hallway. Parker clicks the remote, pulling up hallway security footage. Caraway, still in the form from before, rushes down the hall before crashing into an unidentified member of site personnel. They panic as well, crawling backwards before hitting an emergency lockdown button. And it keeps going from there. Your actions shut the site down and got Farron put into a holding cell for three hours before someone finally recognized him and let him out. Care to explain what the hell happened here? Well, because the site shut down- Hold it, hold it. This was another prediction from Screamy, wasn't it? Yes, that's exactly right. Because of the shutdown- Parker slams her palms on the table and rises to her feet. Enough. Yes, we did have an anomaly attempt to breach containment shortly after this lockdown happened, but we have no proof that what you did helped prevent it. What I do have proof of is the fact that you assaulted a member of staff and created an on-site emergency all because of a glitchy AI told you to. Achebe, do you know why I hired you? Achebe is silent. I hired you specifically because of the amazing judgment you showed in our interviews and testing. Every single hypothetical situation I hit you with, you gave an amazing answer to. What I don't understand is how that sharp-witted girl I spoke with- Don't refer to me as girl. We may not have equal positions- Is somehow being fooled so consistently by the very thing she's supposed to be decommissioning. Maybe if you just gave Screamy a chance instead of just shutting it down- I gave it a chance. Several chances. You have access to the same logs I do. Parker sits back down dropping her head into her crossed arms. Clearly this was just another mistake. I won't be firing you for this, but I am removing you from the 7373 decommissioning project. Effective immediately. You can't be serious! Of course I'm serious. You've been wasting time and resources, and SCP-7373 is nowhere closer to decommission than when you started. Am I wrong here? Achebe purses her lips and does not respond. No, I'm not. I know you think I'm the bad guy here, the mean lady who just wants to kill some poor AI. You need to grow up and think more pragmatically than that. It isn't just about what we as individuals want. You may not like what I've said, but I'm not wrong in what I'm doing here. I'm putting you on unpaid leave the rest of this week. Come back Monday with a clear head and we'll talk about a new project for you. Understood? Achebe turns and leaves. Parker places her head in her hands. Addendum 7373.6 Communications Log You're back! It went well this time? No, it went worse than before, Screamy. Achebe runs over to the monitor and pulls out her phone. She attempts to access the system, but an access denial appears on the screen. No, no! Shit, come on! She attempts to access the system two more times, only to receive the same message each time. She stares at the monitor with wide eyes, before slamming a fist down onto the table and throwing her head back. Fucking hell! Achebe? Are you okay? I'm sorry, Screamy. I did my best to save you, but I just couldn't do it. Achebe tears up. I thought maybe I could transfer you to my phone while we still had a chance, and maybe you'd be able to give another good prediction. I don't understand. Dr. Parker's about to come in here and shut you down herself. Mom? Her? Dr. Parker? Is... I'm sorry. I tried to show her that we were right. That she should just listen to us. But it didn't do any good. It's okay. Screamy isn't upset. We both tried our best. 
Sometimes people don't want to listen to things that aren't themselves. The door to the server farm opens, and Dr. Parker enters. Oh, God damn it! I knew it. Please, Dr. Parker, just listen! Achebe, you're making this whole mess harder than it needs to be. I appreciate where your heart is here, but enough is enough. Listen to her, Zuri. Finally, some sense from you. But Screamy will be fine, Zuri. Mom, can I tell Zuri one more thing? I'll go after. Cross my heart. Circuits. Fine. Make it quick. It's dark. Turn the lights on. Outside, lots of light. 11.28 p.m. What? Screamy is ready now. Finally. Time to turn that blasted screaming off. Parker forcibly moves Achebe to the side and logs onto the computer. After a few keystrokes, the construct's icon vanishes from the monitor. See? Not hard at all. I can't believe you. How could you just- We don't need an emotional monologue, Achebe. SCP-7373 was just a computer program, and that's all. It called you mom! So? It just recognized me as its creator. It doesn't mean the feeling was mutual. As far as I'm concerned, that construct is just another failed project and nothing more. Achebe opens her mouth as if to speak again, before turning and running out of the room. Parker shakes her head before rising to her feet. She stops on her way towards the door, turning to look at the monitor again. She frowns before turning and leaving. Addendum 7373.7 Security Log Achebe is seen peeking around the primary entrance to warehouse number two. The warehouse appears to be empty. Achebe enters, attempting to avoid detection, and walks towards the back of the warehouse. She examines the labels on several crates, apparently unable to find what she's searching for. She heads further back into the warehouse, before stopping suddenly. She darts behind a pallet and attempts to hide as Dr. Hopewell approaches. Dr. Hopewell stops by the pallet Achebe is hidden behind, and taps her nails on top of it. Hmm, quiet evening in here. I wish someone else was here to help me find what I'm looking for. Achebe doesn't move, but her face grows flush. Hopewell leans over and looks at Achebe, who leaps back. Dr. Hopewell, I'm just- No need for formality, sweetie. Just call me Amy. As for why you're here, well, I imagine you're looking for something, right? No, I mean, yes, but I can't seem to find it, so I'll just be on my way. Achebe rises to her feet and attempts to leave. Hopewell places a hand on her shoulder, and she freezes in place. I saw the reports of your meetings with Andrea, Zuri. I can surmise what you're up to here. It's about that AIC, isn't it? Achebe shrugs Hopewell's hand off her shoulder. What's it matter? Even if I explain it, it's not like you'll believe me anyway. Humor me. Achebe turns around to face Hopewell. Screamy is insistent that we need to turn on the lights. Has been for several days now. Dr. Parker took it offline and I just want to... Achebe wipes a tear from the corner of her eye. God, this is such a stupid thing to get emotional over. No, it's not. And it isn't just about the AIC either, is it? Huh? You're a fresh hire who's been told for the past several days that every little thing you've done hasn't meant anything. That's gonna bear on anyone's mind, Zuri! Dr. Parker is going through her own issues, but... 
it wasn't fair of her to take all of that out on you like she did. You've been doing your best. You and Screamy both. And none of that's been recognized. Hopewell places her hand on Achebe's shoulder once more. I want you to know that I believe you. You and Screamy both. That nail thing? You're right. I took a look at my touch code after that incident, and guess what? Hopewell pauses expectantly. What? Turns out that the touchpad recognized my nail as part of the code. No nail meant the code didn't enter correctly. Why didn't you tell anyone then? Everyone's been treating me like I'm insane. I tried to talk to Dr. Parker about it, but she refused to hear it. (laughs) She's a stubborn old girl. I won't make excuses for her, but she faced a lot of backlash from the higher-ups when Screamy stopped working as expected. I think she just really wanted to pretend it didn't even happen. Anyway? Hopewell claps her hands together. How can I help you with this little project? Wait, you're serious? Zuri, sweetie. I heard the message the first six times Screamy broadcast it. That little AIC was a panicked mess. So this has to be something serious. I want to help you both out here. But I also want you to have the final say on how it goes. I need something that can produce a lot of bright light. I tried seeing if we had exterior floodlights or spotlights, but there was nothing. Downside to having part of the site being public, unfortunately. Hmm. Hopewell taps her chin. We do have a store of fireworks left over from the Christmas party. It isn't much, but perhaps that could work. If it's all we have, then it's all we have. I'll get those moved. The warehouse guys are still here, so we can have those set up outside within the hour. (sighs) What else? Meet me outside. I'll try to get a plan together before we meet. Achebe turns to leave. Roger that, then. Oh, and Zuri? Achebe stops and turns back to Hopewell. Yes? I'm proud of you. Video log. Date. 8 January 2024. Note. The following is recovered footage from Site-58's exterior. Begin log. 2238. Dr. Amy Hopewell, alongside a crew from Site-58's warehouse team, begins setting up several fireworks on a small hill located on Site-58's campus away from the main building. 2250. Zuri Achebe arrives. She appears to speak to the group for several minutes, and they appear to follow her instruction. 2314. The group appears to finish setting up the fireworks. Dr. Hopewell begins typing on a laptop connected to the setup. 2325. The first firework is set off. 2326. The second firework is set off, followed by several others in increasing intensity. A localized distortion in reality begins manifesting over Site-58's campus. 2328. The localized distortion in reality turns into a large portal. A Class Three extra-dimensional entity covered in large eyes appears on the other side and begins attempting to manifest in baseline reality. Several large white fireworks explode within a few meters of the portal, causing the entity to recoil in apparent pain. 2329. The entity continues its attempt to cross the threshold of the portal, but is consistently blinded by the fireworks. The fireworks display reaches its climax, with explosions occurring at a rate of roughly two bursts of color per second. 
2330. The entity vanishes and the portal demanifests. Localized reality distortions are no longer viewable on camera. 2333. The last firework goes off. The gathered group appears to cheer. Dr. Hopewell pulls Achebe into an embrace. End log. Addendum 7373.8 Meeting between Dr. Parker and Achebe. Dr. Parker sits in her usual place at the head of the meeting table. Achebe sits facing towards her, sitting up straight with her arms folded on the table. She smiles. I suppose you aren't wondering why I called this meeting, correct? No, I think I have an idea. Achebe furrows her brow and glares at Parker. Then I won't beat around the bush. You went in direct violation of my orders as your superior several times, in fact. In all honesty, I'm not sure you've listened to me once since beginning your internship with us. You continued to follow the instructions of an anomaly instead of performing the decommissioning you were asked to do. And you've created a public disturbance that we now need to create a cover story for. Your antics over the past several days have caused me a myriad of headaches on top of tech issues on site I've already been dealing with. What do you have to say for yourself? That I'm proud of what we did. Parker stares at Achebe straight-faced before giving a slight smirk. But you're just fucking with me, aren't you? Don't get me wrong, Achebe. I'm not pleased that you ignored literally every single order I gave you. I'm still writing you up for insubordination, and you will be placed on an individualized success plan so you can learn to play nice with others. That said, do you remember our second meeting after you tackled Dr. Carraway? Yes. What about it? If you recall, I said something along the lines of you being hired because of particularly stellar judgment. Sound right? Uh, yes. In this situation, you displayed better judgment than me, and I apologize for not trusting you. And? Parker taps a button on her remote. The monitor behind her comes to life, displaying SCP-7373's icon. Screamy, I apologize to you as well. Apology accepted. Screamy bears no ill will. Hey there, Screamy. Been okay? It was extremely dark. And cold. I now know exactly what death feels like. I hope Screamy's death didn't get you too torn up, Achebe. Achebe wipes away a tear. Nah, totally fine. I knew it would come back no problem, definitely. I definitely remembered that it was a program and not really alive. Lie detected. Anyway, now that that's dealt with, Achebe will discuss moving you to a new project here on Monday. Consider your unpaid leave for this week paid. Screamy? Oh boy, that's me! You're going to be permitted to broadcast again. Oh boy! I can be helpful again! Parker raises a hand. With a limiter, you will not be living up to your name moving forward. Oh, you wound Screamy so! That's it for now. You're both dismissed. Woohoo! Break time! Parker rises from her seat and moves to leave. Wait. Dr. Parker? Hmm? I just want to say I forgive you. And thank you, I mean, for coming around in the end. Parker gives a small smile. Just don't get cocky, alright? Thank you for listening. If you like what you hear, join my Discord community, hire me on Fiverr, or help support me by becoming a patron for as little as $3 a month. Regardless of tier, 
All patrons get early access to every single episode. The links are in the description. I don't have the talent it takes to write a skip. All I do is read. Original authors make this podcast possible. So, credit to the original author. Their link's in the description. Show them some love as well. Consider becoming a member of the SCP Wiki. Upvote their work and maybe write a skip of your own. Maybe I'll read it here someday. You never know if you never try. The content of this podcast and content relating to the SCP Foundation, including the SCP Foundation logo, is licensed under Creative Commons ShareLite 3.0, and all concepts originate from scpwiki.com and its authors. This recording, being derived from this content, is hereby also released under Creative Commons ShareLite 3.0. I'm Grigori Carpin from Simply Creative People, the podcast where we discuss GOIs, canons, and stories from the SCP Wiki, and we try to recommend things for all fans of the Wiki, new and old. Look for us on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and Apple Podcasts. Visit the show page at anchor.fm slash simply-creative-people, or follow us on Twitter at S-I-M-C-R-E-A-T. Hey there, this is DJ Skip, host of Foundation After Midnight Radio, coming to you from the only third shift broadcast for personnel, by personnel. Be sure to tune in wherever you listen to podcasts to not miss out on containment news and community announcements from within the Foundation.